everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chandelier Chats. I'm your host, Rochelle LaCour. Today, we have a beautiful guest. Her name is Charlotte. She is a business startup coach, and she is going to be sharing with us wisdom around transitioning from being an employee to an entrepreneur or a business owner. And I just invite you all to help me in welcoming Charlotte here. Welcome, Charlotte. So nice to have you here. How are you doing? Oh, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me in here. I'm so excited about this conversation to speak with you and your audience, and we can talk about all the things. So thank you again for having me. You're welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you here. And I would love if you began by sharing with us a bit about yourself, a bit about your story. Where are you in this beautiful world and what got you into being a business startup coach? Oh, my pleasure. So in case you haven't guessed by my accent, I'm actually from the UK. So across the pond from probably most of your listeners here in London, UK. Um, my name's Charlotte Barrett. I'm a business startup coach. And my journey, we, it wasn't linear, which I think anything to do with entrepreneurship is not, which is something I really want you guys, maybe those of you at the start of your journey to understand. It was a process. But as I look back in hindsight, I can see where all the dots have been joined up and why I was meant to be where I am right now at the moment. So I say entrepreneurship probably before I um, evolved into being a coach is where I started and that was pretty on early um, I knew I was going to do that pretty early on and I probably started with my dad in his company at 13 14 back in the day um, that's where I got a taste for business and computers had just started to come into play and he needed help with invoices and things like that so I started doing that with his company. And then fast forward to 18, I was like, okay, so um, I want my own business. And I started with a few collectives, sort of a production and promotion company. And I was doing bits and pieces like events and stuff in London and um, sort of actually managing artists. I look, look at this now and I laugh because I think I was inspired by the whole Miss Yellow Puff Daddy days that was going on then. And I did that. And I think that's where my first touch of mentoring came into play because I started to nurture artists, help them develop um, and get them sort of some showcases as well then fast forward on to 21 I'd done a marketing degree and I'd left university and I decided actually I didn't want to go on to get a job um, I want to start my own business and the opportunity came up and I ended up starting my own restaurant and catering company I did not have a clue for those of you that are thinking oh, I had no clue it was nothing in my background but the opportunity arose and I've always been one that if I can um, I get put in water I'll either sink or swim and I usually swim so I did that for five years and again I think that's where my next sort of touches in terms of coaching and mentoring came into play because I, I was close to a big university and a lot of the students would come and work with either do deliveries or do um, work at the shop front or help with catering contracts started to mentor them and guide them and some of the staff as well and I actually had a mentor at the time who encouraged me to take a qualification which when I did um, sell that business a couple of years later after I had my first daughter I was then um, started to do some self-employed work where I was helping young people in the workplace sort of nurture them get them integrated and again that was coaching them and guiding them so that was my touch and then I um, I had started to develop a career in corporate or project management. So again, I had teams and was nurturing and uh, all that came into play. Then fast forward uh, a couple of years later, my current 
business partnerships. I run my business with my best friend, which is fortunate at the moment. But we started to come into business, but it was a events management company. And then we changed the model a couple of years later due to her health and also events, if any of you guys know, take up a huge amount of time. Were they profitable, but it wasn't the sort of business model we wanted. But over the years, I'd always been approached by people like, how did you do it? How did you start your business? Doing all these different avenues, also sometimes working, being a mum, et cetera. So um, I started to coach people and our business model changed from agency and then into now business coaching, which we've been doing for now about three, four years. And it's just, it's something that I absolutely love um, working with women globally and particularly in my niche is working with those that are in the nine to five and helping them transition that big gap as well. So that's the short version. But as I said, it's had lots of uh, twists and turns, but I see in hindsight, I was meant to be here. Wow. Thank you so much. And I just want to say like, this is, this is incredible that, you know, we came across one another and we get to sit here and have this conversation and I'm just eating it all up. It's so good. I wanted to just touch on a point that you mentioned, you mentioned about like a transition when you had your first daughter, you, you said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. Can you talk a little bit about that and how do you balance work and family life? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I had had the restaurant and catering business and anyone knows sort of bricks and mortar and that sort of industry, it requires a lot of hours. Nothing like the online business that we are blessed to have at the moment. A lot of hours. Um, and so it wasn't really tangible. I was a um, single mom and having a young daughter and having a restaurant that was open until very late, especially weekends, it just wasn't tangible. And then also the recession hit into play as well. So I was like, okay, it's time to move out. So I had to think about okay what did I want to do next that would also balance with my daughter and being fortunate enough to have got that qualification which I'm why I'm so thankful for my mentor then and I always have mentors and people around me to guide see the bigger picture I was able to then go and do some freelance work following um having my daughter and I think in terms of your question about juggling so I now have a second daughter as well so mm -hmm. those of you that can't have a big age gap I have one that's just about to come up to two and then my um daughter I was talking about then who is going to be 13 this year so juggling um has always been I think something I've been able to master um but I've worked now to be able to do it much smarter than harder so I used to be that woman that would walk around with a bad chain I'm miss independent I can do all this I can do all that guys now I'm the complete opposite and I encourage my clients and all of you it's about getting the help getting supported um, and not trying to must and do it yourself I think that's been my biggest learning lesson and understanding as well looking at all those programs is that it doesn't have to be hard it can be much easier than we often make it but that first starts with being open to receiving that help so that's how I've been able some people will say okay how are you doing that with two girls but your business you're doing all of this stuff it's been able to bring in the support and help and I'm open to all of it now. <laughs> oh my gosh I know the value of mentorship because being a mentor and a coach myself I understand the value of it I understand how it influenced and impacted my life can you speak a little bit more around your perspective on mentorship that you received and the value of mentorship? Oh my gosh, this is just the biggest. And I think I was recording some stuff around this for myself because I know a lot of people 
and it's, it's fortunate it's changing now, but some people can see mentorship or coaches as sort of an exclusive thing that you maybe you need to be at a certain point. I encourage getting mentorship or coaches in your life as early as possible. Um, I was fortunate that I got my first mentor, as I said, when I was 21 and I had my business. And I still, as I said, I've mentioned that woman, I still thank her today. She's been one of the biggest influences because sometimes a mentor and coach can see in you what you can't see in yourself and they can hold on to the vision for you when you can't much like I do and you do for your clients and that can be so invaluable because whilst we're still working on all reprogramming coding having someone that can hold the vision and see your potential and who's also able to zoom out and look at the bigger picture in terms of where your skills ability is just huge and it can change the trajectory of your life so it's it's been massive 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 for me and I continue to have now I probably have mentors and coaches in different areas because as I've come to always realize some one person's never going to be skilled in all the areas so myself I have a mentor in money spiritual mentor I have my business coach mentor I have like my offline counsel and my accountability as I said I'm open to all the things and it's just so important because we are a lot of the times emotionally tied to what we're trying to do or our goals or where we're trying to go but the mentor can just really be look at the bigger picture and be able to do it without emotions and be able to give you that shortest cut there as well so it's so big for me mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sort of like going to a new city without a map you get lost and then you have to stop and ask for directions and you might not be able to find someone I feel like a coach or a mentor is, some, is basically like carrying a GPS or a map. They know where you're starting. They know your starting point. They know your goal, where you'd like to end up. And they can show you all of the different routes that you can use to get there. But finding the one that is quickest and that feels the best to you, I think is so crucial. I love working with mentors. I love working with coaches. You know, my own experience, I remember my first job in high school so in Canada where I was living out in BC we had to do um, community service hours and we had to do like work placement hours and there was this little spa that was owned by a, a, a woman and her husband and I just loved going there there was just something about going there I just always felt excited and just you know it you know what it's like to go to a spa maybe we've all forgotten because of what's going on but it's so pleasurable to go to a spa and be pampered and all of these things and so I reached out to them and asked them if they would be interested in having me do my work placement hours there just because I was really interested in the industry. And I remember she sat down with me. She's this beautiful German lady. She sat down with me and she actually offered me a job after I did the work placement. Mm. And I was just blown away. I was like, me? you want to offer me a job? She says, yeah, I feel like you have a lot of potential. Again, recognizing what I was not able to see. And she, you know, she inspired me. And I still, like yourself, I still think back to those times when I connected with her and she would sit down with me and be like, okay, you're doing really great at this. Here's a place that I think we really need to work towards, you know, amplifying and getting better and strengthening. And she did it in such a loving way. It was like, it was like having my mom hug me constantly mm -hmm. at work and just be like, okay, you're doing really great. Here's what you can do to improve that. And like nurturing me and nurturing me. It's just like planting a seed. If you don't water that seed, if you don't fertilize that seed, the seed will, may, may sprout on its own, but it will not grow to its full potential. 
Absolutely. I love that. And there's something um, one of my um, co coaches always talks to me. It's about loving your, loving your clients, loving your people's success. And as you said, you can still literally, I, I saw the emotion, you can still feel that now, that warmth that that woman gave you. And it's it's just so invaluable. And at the moment, um, quite privileged, my one of my oldest nieces, so she's um, heading off to university later on in the summer, hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID related, but um, she's been doing some work experience with us at the moment, and she's been so good to sort of guide her and nurture her and see her and just say, oh my gosh, you're doing so amazing, this is your first sort of like um, work experience, and it, it just, you'd never know what that imprint can leave and how many years later, so just as you talk about it, as I talk about it, it's massive, um, the imprint coaches and mentors and having that guide can have on someone's life. Yeah, and I would love to actually expand on this a little bit further as well, because I feel, I'm not sure what it's like in the UK, but I know in North America, the education system is built to produce employees. It's not built to inspire entrepreneurs and small business owners. And so having her be, you know, in a mentorship role for me and guiding me and encouraging me was really laying the foundation for my curiosity to become an entrepreneur. I always knew I didn't want to work for somebody else. I don't know if it's, you know, I'm just very strong willed and I'm just like, eh, I don't like how you run things. I don't like all your rules. I just kind of want to do my own thing. So can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that? I know you mentioned working for your, your father as well, but can you speak a little bit more around that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's exactly the same here. The system isn't built really, because I do some stuff with schools as well. It's not built for independent thinking. It's mm. slightly changing, but it's, you know, we're decades and decades behind as well. So that whole free thinking, that independent thinking is lacking. And also, I always, the whole ethos is around that, you know, entrepreneurship is, you know, it's risky. You speak to a lot of people going into entrepreneurship, oh, really, are you going to do that? And there's that whole meme about, you know, you tell people you've got a job, you get a thousand likes, you tell people you started a new business, you probably get two, because it's still, still really, really deemed as risky. Um, but we've come to realize, especially this past year we've had, that really we only have our own backs and there's nothing that's solid for long-term. And that's why a lot of the work I do do is working with women who are still in corporate building their business, but making sure they understand that they've got a plan B and that ultimately they can then become in charge of their future. And I think for me, um, probably, like my business partner she started an entrepreneurship a lot later and everyone's path and destiny is different but for me I think I always knew I would have to have some way or shape form in charge of my own future but because of things that had happened early on in childhood but it was because I just knew there was some way I had to have a reign I couldn't depend externally on anyone else and if it went wrong it was down to me if it went right it's down to me ultimately and it came about understanding that radical responsibility um but I was fortunate to have my dad have a business early on and he built it from the ground up my mum had a business at period point my um other relative so that um I was exposed to seeing it not as the norm and it's gone and my brother has a business now himself and my sister does coaching so I, I definitely think that rubbed up and it's about environment but if you don't have that environment it's about so important this online space that those of you us are doing it and making it visible for others to see that it's possible and that's one of the things why I really champion sharing and I love when people share that successes or what they're doing so that it does seem like it's an option if someone wants to choose it if the school system or that whole education system go to a job isn't for them oh I love that and you're right if people get a new job there's like hundreds and thousands of people would be like, oh yeah, congratulations. And I mean, like I myself, like we, we have, uh, my husband and I, we have a business together that we we've co-created and also mm -hmm. like I have my, my coaching business. Right. So 
essentially two businesses. And since starting the second one, I'm like noticing like, wow, okay, this is really interesting to see how like little people want to engage with this yet. Like they, they engage with me on like on my social media and all this stuff. And I'm like, Hmm, like what is the hangup around this? And is it that it's eliciting a fear in people? Or do you think that it's eliciting a bit of a lack or maybe like, what do you think is coming up for people when they're engaging with that content and that material? So I love the way this topic, this conversation's gone. And I, I talk about it a lot of the time with um, friends because it was like, okay, my friends and family aren't supporting me. And sometimes it brings in that whole fear. It's like, okay, maybe business isn't for me. Maybe you stop. And I'm always like, no, I honestly believe it's triggering a lot of people that aren't responding. And as you sort of alluded to, it is around fear. And I think, well, there's two parts. I think a lot of it is around fear. People have, a lot of people have had these big dreams and have pushed these dreams aside thinking it's not possible. They can't dare go for it. All the things I'll look stupid, all of that comes out. So I think often when you've got someone who maybe you thought was your peer and your equal, you was both destined to the same way, and someone stepped out of their comfort zone and they're doing it, it triggers you. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, they're doing it. So one of the easiest things is to dismiss it and try and get them back down so you can feel equal. Or you'll see, like, I've had clients where they're like, oh, best friend, I've been friends with you for years and years. They've suddenly gone cold on me. They don't want to know anything about it. And I'm like, listen it's a trigger it's it happens I've had it numerous times throughout the years where I've lost friends I thought were real close friends but it's because I've enlisted that trigger because they haven't been able to find what they need to to be able to go out and step out into their dreams then secondly I think the second part that does come up particularly with family is that it can often mean they are there ultimately to want to see you safe particularly parents etc what they're to want to see you safe and want to see you um secure obviously entrepreneurship is a different path and there's no guarantees so sometimes the only way that they can feel they can protect you because they can't protect the whole realm of entrepreneurship but the way they can protect you is like oh thinking that a job safe which we know now in reality it's not anymore so I think it's those two things that come into place and that's why doing the work around yourself being able to stand in your plan and be strong enough if it did fail it fails if it doesn't it means nothing about you is ultimately going to help you navigate through that because at the end and I've experienced this those friends and family and those people that didn't engage in your post but I promise you were watching they come back a few years later once you've proven your success once you've stayed in the game and you've been consistent Mm -hmm. And I also love that you mentioned, you know, they want to keep you safe because they feel like there's a risk. There's Mm. a risk with everything and you risk winning and you risk losing regardless of the choice that you make. And for me, my perspective is why would I want to continue to work for someone else to build someone else's dreams when I can invest that time in myself to build my dreams and live my dreams? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I think, as you, what is so good, you said there's a risk with anything. We walk out a front door, we go in the car, there is a risk, but it's just this sort of system um, that we've been and this conditioning that this is a massive risk, this is unsustainable, you can never come back for it. But anything in life, you can start again. Every day is a new, fresh day. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really understanding that. Yeah. And I also think that it's, risky to work for an employer just like it's risky to start your own business because at any given moment you can be given your papers and there's nothing you can do about it and what do you have to fall back on 
Exactly, exactly. And these days, there's not even, you know, before there was long, you know, notice periods and things like that. A lot of the contracts and things employers have had to change with the times. There's no fail safe. You can literally be given a couple of weeks notice. At least if you've started, as why I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, if you started something, you start to bring income, you're not starting from ground zero in that whole scarcity lack mode, you know. So it's it's really about understanding. I think what happens particularly for women is just understanding that they can trust themselves and they can build something and they can have their own back and it's working around all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that you said that. And I also think that it's really important to remember that building an entrepreneurial endeavor, a, a business, whatever, it doesn't have to take up all of your time. Like you can literally do it in your spare time. And then I can just hear all the people being like, Oh, I don't have any spare time. Tell me what, how long you spent on social media today. Tell me how long you spent on the phone chatting with your friends. Tell me how long you spent scrolling wherever, online shopping or what, you know, there's always opportunity for you to create uh, in your mm-hmm. spare time. And you can create that spare time by, you know, reading a book that is actually going to help you feel inspired to work towards your goals, or you can drop the social media for a little bit. You don't need to spend, and like, Phones now tell you how much time you spend on Yes. So like you can tattle on yourself. (laughs) So yeah, I would love to hear you share a little bit more around that as well. Absolutely. And I think you missed the biggest one, the binging that new thing on Netflix as well. Oh yeah. That takes weekends. Yes. Hours of time. So that that is probably the biggest thing I hear I have no time right and it is down for me I have 100% I have to say it's down to priority it's really thinking about your future as opposed to where you are now so what is going to be your priority and where you might have other commitments something I was just advised well you if your business is your future you understand that's where you're going that's your goal then you're going to have to drop something at the moment that's not going to serve that future because you can't expect to carry all that weight going on a destination and put something down to the bottom of the list that isn't going to serve you set those boundaries and it, and it's really absolutely possible and it only takes a couple of hours maybe in the week even if you are working you've got your lunch time or even that commute time as you said listen to podcasts like this or something there's so much time you can do and then being intentional with social media we've got all these tools and apps as you said that are there that can help us using your calendar to schedule in when you're going to be working on your business so you create that consistent habit and that alarm clock that can really just support you in building that habit so the time thing really isn't an excuse anymore but it's about what is your priority and if you also are your priority as well so if you decided you're going to be a priority you're going to find the ways and means to make it work and it does simply go down to that and now I'm just like upfront so if someone says it, it's like you just it's really not a priority we can work on making it a priority or not but you get to make that decision Mm -hmm. And ultimately you decide which direction you go. And I think it's also really critical to remember that your decisions, they are what render the outcome. So if you're feeling miserable now and you're working a corporate job, just imagine how much more miserable you're going to be in five, 10 years, or even one year. Like why not start doing something that actually inspires you and actually sets you free. And that's really, to me, what this is about. It is setting you free. 
Yeah, it's just following those soul callings because so many of us have that nudge. I always say if you've got that desire or that nudge inside of you and some people it gets louder and louder and still ignoring it, it's there because you're equipped to it. You just got to find that tools and resources to get on the line and you can live a fulfilled life doing that. It's, there's so much evidence around us in this online space, um, new age era we're in, the evidence is all around. And if one person's been able to make that successful, no matter what niche, what you're doing, where product service is absolutely available to you. And we are meant to have fun while we're in this human experience. I truly believe it. We don't have to be sitting there till, I don't even know the retirement age anymore, 65, whatever it is, it goes up yeah. every year being miserable like we can start to build something that's in line with us and what we want to do yeah and it's it also separates you in a good way because it creates your independence it doesn't leave you reliant on the system it doesn't leave you reliant on an employer you get to set your own hours you get to work in in your schedule that feels good to you you get to make time for your family so you can prioritize your family because i think that that is something that definitely suffers when people have to work, you know, nine to five, and sometimes it's nine to nine, plus they have to have a second or third job just to make a, you know, just to make ends meet. And it's, it's so heart-wrenching to know that so many people are struggling through that. And if the opportunity arose and they had one hour a week to spend time building something, that's still one hour a week that you can be investing in yourself. That personal investment is the best investment you will ever make in your entire life there is no monetary value on that it is priceless it is no one can take that away as with all the other things we talk about your job your you know your perks or whatever you've got it can be taken away in an instant and sometimes people think okay well what's an hour going to do but it is all about that compound effect that one hour adds up to another hour and you just mm-hmm. become a master you maybe it's a master first of all in mastering yourself your emotions your skill what you want to be master business marketing whatever it may be but it has to start with one and if you mm-hmm. don't choose that one at all then you're just you're just in no man's land and time moves so quickly anyway we talk about not having the time but use it to something that's going to serve you mm-hmm. I also love this analogy just popped into my head as well that so many of us think that entrepreneurship or small business ownership is just you know it's a one-trick pony and you just you know, you go to school and you get a whatever an education and then you just start a business and it just flows well you have to remember that a baby doesn't come out of the womb walking. It takes time and you have to fall down a lot and you learn to strengthen your legs and your body and your core. It's the same thing with with developing a business. I feel like there's a lot of personal development and personal growth that goes on and it will stretch you in ways you didn't know you could be stretched. So could you share a little bit more around the personal development that occurs? Absolutely. It's the best thing in terms of personal development. It's, I always think like it is a business, especially when you're building it in this way and um, you're building a consciously aware business as well. It is just unraveling layers upon layers upon layers. And as we were talking about going back to your core and your fulfillment, the more layers you unravel, you get closer to who you really are. You sort of understand But the personal development, it transpires and why it's worth it, it transpires in all the areas of your life. I've been doing personal development probably hardcore for maybe the last seven years and it's made me a better mum absolutely I would not have the patience that I have right now it's made me you know a better business partner a better coach a better friend a better all of the things um because 
as you start to do it and you become aware, you start to understand how you react to things. You start to understand business is going to give you so much. Um, you're going to get rejection. If you're building your business properly and you're putting yourself out there, you're going to get rejection. You're going to get no's. You're going to get um, clients that things are going to crop up with clients. But if you haven't done that work behind the scenes in terms of your like emotional intelligence as well, that rejection is just going to send you running back to where you feel comfortable, where everything's safe and everything happens the same day after day but if you start to do that work it just means that you can navigate through all of that much quicker plus when life happens like we've just had the most craziest year probably in history at the moment uh-huh. if I know if I hadn't have done all this work on myself I probably would have freaked out granted the first probably couple of weeks it started happening I was like what the hell is happening but I was able to get up and last year was one of the best years in our business because I was able to navigate through it quickly and just be there and hold that space in the container and know that again it just proved that life we're not here for a very long time so make this time that we are here something that's enjoyable create something that you want and something for me also that you can leave a legacy as well so yeah the legacy. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that's, I think, you know, so many of us want to leave a legacy. How are we going to leave that imprint on here? And we're only going to do that if we're really in align with our gifts and our desires as well. But yeah, the personal development, massive. And for me, it's the biggest bonus. It has to be. Um, and one thing I would say here as well, I always talk about um, your business. It's really important that you untangle yourself from your business. You have your business and you have you. You've both got separate needs. And the quicker you can work on both of your needs is really the quicker you can sort of progress as well. I agree. And there's there's a saying that I hear over and over and over again. It's, and it's something that I also love to say. We don't grow from a place of comfort. We grow from a place of discomfort. And why do you think that that is? Why do you think it takes discomfort for people to grow, Charlotte? So I think, first of all, our brains are wired to keep us safe. So it feels, it's like, oh my gosh, we know what's happening. If I sit here in this corner every day, just like I'm sitting on my seat now, I know what's around me. Um, if I maybe go a few steps or go towards outside there that I've got the garden there, it's got, I don't know what's going to be out there. And discomfort, we don't know what's coming. And I just think it's the way that our brains have been wired for, you know, pre-going back to years where everything was a threat. It's not really, we don't have these major threats that we think we're going to have anymore. We're not going to get attacked. We're not going to, you know, things aren't going to fall down. We're not going to get eaten. And so sometimes our brains build up these stories that are telling us that these things are going to happen when it's not really real. Plus, if we want to go deeper, I also think a lot of us have got this coding underneath and this programming of this discomfort. And again, the stories aren't real. They're not our stories as well. So if you want to go a bit deeper in that way. So it's just about under if we come to the premises and we know that okay what we want is always going to be outside our growth and I was sharing this with my mastermind group today it's like looking thinking about okay where's next asking yourself that question where's next what can I do next and knowing that what's next is going to be a bit discomfortable but if we're not experiencing that comfort we're not growing and just liking it just like the, the trees outside the flowers if they're not growing basically if you want to put it bluntly they're dying right so mm-hmm. we don't want to be sitting here wasting this amazing life we've got dying. Let's get this comfortable. Let's keep on moving. And then just create that support around us to help us navigate through if we're not quite strong enough to do that by ourselves yet. Mm-hmm. Which again, just reiterates the necessity and the value of having a coach or a yeah. mentor. Because when you get into the thick of it, when you are in the depths of despair, 
you know that there is somebody that you can reach out to you know that somebody has been in those trenches and they know those trenches and you know they're they're happy to lend you a helping hand to pull you out of the trenches like you don't have to be there by yourself you don't have to be through going through this alone and I think so many people have this mindset that they have to do it all on their own. Like you mentioned at the beginning, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm wearing many hats and I'm like, I have this backpack and I can do it all. And I'm an independent woman. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are. But it's not necessary to take it all on. It's really not necessary to take it all on. Couldn't agree more. It's so not necessary. And as you're saying that, I'm so thinking about the visual. They've got the coach mentor there holding out the hand. Because if we don't, often if we don't see that, we're just going to run back, aren't we, to that mm-hmm. that comfortable place? Because mm-hmm. we're like, can I really do it? And all that self doubt and all that, you know, am I able to? Will start to um, rear up. So it's really important if you could see that that person across that bridge to bring you out as well. And yes, we need to, as women, particularly drop that superwoman badge. We don't need it anymore. it's not going to give us the most fulfilled life it's it's not needed yeah I also thought it was really amazing that you mentioned you know that it's also like coding and it's also stories that are not necessarily ours there's a lot of generational stuff that is passed down you know like our great 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 grandparents were told that this is how they have to do it and they told their kids and their kids and their kids and no wonder it's so deeply imprinted and so deeply ingrained in us. So can you speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's something I've been really looking into a lot more about the ancestral trauma as well. It's, it, as you said, it's generations. You've got ancestral trauma, you've got the gen, uh, gender trauma being women, you've got just so much, and it's embedded in our cells of our DNA. And until we can sort of release that from our body, sometimes because a lot of the time people are like, okay, I've got this goal, I want to do this. And all you know in the conscious realm it's like okay yes you really want to do this but it's like they're fighting against a programming that's going the complete opposite way and it's like okay so where's this resistance and it's not until we start to get a bit deeper and deeper and deeper and look at the coding which is all that emotional stuff then look at the programming I think a lot of people sometimes probably start the other way up it's like looking at like the programming like doing affirmations thinking why isn't it working because deep down there's all that generational stuff that's going on that's the remembrance of maybe when um, something happened and some great grandfathers you said or you know even those that um, you know from Afro-Caribbean slavery all of that stuff is ingrained all those emotions might not know exactly what is but it's built up in our body so we don't feel safe to go out and look for what we want and be visible even and a lot of women I work with I'm scared to be visible online because there's so much stuff it could even just be from this, you know, lifetime trauma in terms of being childhood, not being wanting to be seen. And so all of that is there preventing. So and then what will often happen, a woman will think, OK, this isn't for me, but it's just you've got probably go a bit deeper and deeper and everyone's got their own journey. So just understanding that we are working against these these different layers. And the, the more you go under, is the more you start to release it from your body, and the more you start to move forward. So, yeah, it, it's fascinating. It's just um understanding that there's more to this as we sort of walk through this entrepreneur journey but it's worth doing the work it absolutely is worth yeah I I could not agree more with you and I think it's also really prevalent in our society as well there are so many people who are actually unknowingly like unconsciously operating from that ancestral trauma from that generational impact Mm. and and from their own you know present life 
trauma. So many people are running around just blind. Like it's like they have horse blinders on and they're just running around going like, oh no, it's your fault or oh, I'm the victim. And it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, if you want to be the victim, fine, but like, don't you know that there's a greater potential for you? Don't you know that there is a greater life that awaits you on the other side of conquering that victimhood? Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I think that that's really at the root of it, you know, and this has been something in my personal development journey. Like I was constantly seeking every, everything else, because I just wanted to like numb out the pain or just ignore it and be like, no, 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 that's not real, whatever. And now I recognize how much of it, you know, was imprinted in my system and how much of it I've been carrying around. And I still see little places here and there where I'm like, huh, that response was not, that didn't feel like that was me. Like, where is this response coming from? And because I've had, you know, I think I started my healing journey um, in 2016. So it's, it's been just over five years, uh, give or mm-hmm. take. And because I have that awareness, because I have that curiosity and I know the value and understand the, the value of mentorship and coaching, I'm able to then coach myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is coming up. I responded this way to this person and that didn't feel very good. Where is this coming from? And I start to ask and then I start to track and I literally draw a little map and I'm like, okay, well, this reminds me of the time when so-and-so said this, but actually it was because this happened and actually it's because this happened. And then when you get to the root, you can actually like pull it out by the root and be like, no, I'm done with this. I'm not, I'm not having this root continue to flower. This weed continue to be in my garden of life. No more. It's gone. And I, I'm just curious, like, what does that bring up for you as you hear that? I, I part, aside from, I resonate with that so much. I was doing that yesterday. Um, it's funny because my mom had offered me something to get me something. And for some reason it triggered me. And I had to go and say, I had to come back home and sit there and think about actually, and actually it was, it took overnight till this morning for me to get to the root of it. But it's, it's so important that we have that time with ourselves, And that's why I encourage even the busiest of mums, no matter what you're doing, if you're, or you've got multiple things, you know, you're looking after people, pets, whatever it may be, take some time with yourself daily so that you can actually become consciously aware. Because a few years ago, even though I started developing, I wouldn't have been able to pick it out, as you said, so quickly. I wouldn't be able to see where my responses are. Um, even like my my daughter she's going to be 13 this year she's going through that whole uh, teenage thing emotions and hormones and before with when she would get crazy or just cry or something I'd be like what is wrong with you now through doing the work I can understand actually it's emotion also it's better that we can get the emotion out instead of making it compound over this time until we're adults we're now and this is why it's been such a journey for me and for us and for us doing it later on in life that we're just learning to develop and and you know really embrace these emotions so that they can come out of our body that much quicker and then we can then go down to the root cause of it and even maybe understand what are our triggers so that we can either alleviate those environments, whether it be certain people, whether it be, you know, just being in a certain place, so that for our well-being as well, and I, that comes back under the big umbrella of our well-being, but we can't understand it till we take the time to just sort of reflect on a day, how we handled situations, what come up, how we responded as well. And I think, is it, I'm sure it's Dane here, but he has this amazing um, sort of method where 
just for a couple of days, if you just spend a couple of days back to back and just think every thought that comes into your head, think about is it yours or is it someone else's? And it's so amazing just to see, like if you could, because I'm such a visual person, as, as you, when you're saying draw it, I like to do little things like that, like where's it come from? Visually, mm. you can just think like, okay, I can grab that thought, that wasn't mine, that can go over there, this is me, this is who I am. And you can start to really elevate and then you go through life much more untriggered unbothered you're able to approach the bigger things without it being such a big deal um so yeah I, I just that work and integrating and understanding emotional intelligence is massive and I think it's not shared enough and for me it's like oh my gosh why did I not learn this till my 30s or I would have loved to have known this when I was younger mm-hmm. well and I think it's beautiful because you also get to set that example for your children yeah and and you're not only setting it for your clients but you're setting you're setting yourself up for success because you're not only healing yourself you're healing all who came before you and all who come after you and i think yeah. that is such a beautiful gift such a beautiful yeah gift. absolutely and i just shared my daughter probably she won't listen to this so she'll be okay but the, <laughs> the other day she had a um something happen but i said okay do you want to try something and she was actually receptive and said do you want to try some tapping and she tapped and the emotion went so quickly and I was just like this is this is so good as you're saying it's healing before after and we can just go out and just share these tools we're learning Mm -hmm. and I'm curious I have one final question for you before we we close can you talk about the relevance and the importance of gratitude and expressing gratitude for your triggers and your experiences and all throughout your process yeah so gratitude is massive and I think um years ago everyone you always say gratitude gratitude and it's like okay for I remember there's a time I was doing gratitude but I wasn't I was doing it more to tick a box right Mm -hmm. I don't know how many of you would relate in it I wasn't really taking the time to feel gratitude and since I took the time to actually understand it and feel it aside from understanding the frequency levels of what it brings out it's just to change your state so instantly with something so simple that we can all do in no matter what situation and just feel it within our heart is such a big difference than saying I'm thankful for something with our head and it's just it's been a massive thing and as I said something you can grab onto if you are in the worst of worst situations to being in gratitude for something amazing that's come and it it, uh, it has to be done in that way I think it has to be done from the heart place as opposed to the head and say no I've got gratitude Jen I've got like five things I'm thankful for now take the time sit down and feel it doesn't even have to be five things feel something and you'll see the change of your state changes so so instantly and obviously there's so many studies around what it's done and even just doing studies with water and stuff as well to see how it just changes our frequency and it does open up just an abundance of all the things I've noticed it and for anyone that is maybe curious about it just just try it for a couple of days and I said but do it in the way that for me I have to say you have to feel it in your heart as opposed to your head oh I love that thank you so much for sharing that and Charlotte I'm curious as we close do you have any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners and viewers well aside from I have had a ball so thank you Michelle for inviting me it's been good um to any of the listeners for me it's just so important if you have got a nudge or a desire to do anything no matter what it is but if it's even just you know going volunteering or 
anything that is just calling you, you've just been ignoring it. I encourage you just to make a decision today. Stop making a decision, mull it over, look at the pros and cons, but make a decision and then you'll get how you need to do it. It will come into play. Often we're like, okay, but how? I want to do this. I want to start a business. I want to maybe adopt. I want to get a pet. I want to whatever, new relationship, whatever. But we're thinking we need all the things in place. Just make that decision and then the things are going to come into place. So that would, I would love that to know that your listeners have just changed the strategy and this has been a useful conversation oh beautiful and how can people connect with you how can they reach out to you charlotte uh, so yes i am active on instagram so you can find me um at the charlotte barrett um i have a facebook group called the five bin female entrepreneurs feel free to join me and i'm on social most of the places but yeah those are two places you can connect with me as well Beautiful. Well, I just want to personally thank you from my heart for being here, for sharing your wisdom and just blessing us with your presence. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chandelier Chats. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please feel free to like and subscribe and I'll see you on the other side. Mm-hmm.